This is part of being one of the things that I don't like about being a pastor. <laughs> something that we, you know, I've been debating myself, is this something that we should talk about as a church? If it's something that I should address with us as a church. I've been getting, you know, a few phone calls, been getting, you know, a few comments here and there. And, um, you know, I believe that's something that we, we really need to just, that I myself, I need to address with us. Um, since I've been a part of the Methodist Church, this has been something that's ongoing. And so every conference that I go to, um, it's something that's always debated. It's something that's always come up. This special conference here, this special session here, was put in place about 2016 for this specific, specific topic of homosexuality. And I understand that, us, that we as the United Methodist Church, we're not like-minded when it comes to this topic. We know that about 60% of the United Methodist Church here in the United States are pro-same-sex marriage. They want us to be able to perform same-sex marriage inside the church. But we are all, at the same time, we're also a connected church. And so we're also connected to our brothers and sisters overseas in Africa, where they're, Africa is the only area that we're growing here in the United Methodist Church. Since the 1960s, we've been shrinking as a church throughout every other area, except in Africa and overseas. And so they have, they have the power of influence. They can influence, you know, they, they have their culture and they, they view sexual, so sexuality different than, than what we view. And you know, during the, during the conference, um, the one church plan that they talked about was presented. It is the plan that we, that, that the majority of the U.S. bishops actually um, were in support of. I personally felt that we kind of, the way that we kind of presented it to people was, was, um, was not the best way for us to present it to people, but um, it was supported by the majority of the U.S. bishops here in the United States. Unfortunately, that plan did not pass. And what the one church plan was is that it, it is to allow each church, each pastor, each conference to just decide for themselves based upon their own conscience as to how they were going to approach this topic of homosexuality. I think a lot of times when we, I think a lot of times when we present these ideas and a lot of times when we present these plans, we often present it from a perspective in which we are, we are lecturing people and that's, that's kind of how the Africa church kind of felt about it. And that's why one of the delegates from the Africa church says that we Africans do not need the U.S. to lecture us, that we need to grow up. And so, you know, because we live in different cultures, because we live in you know, different countries, we have a different view of sexuality. And for different, you know, for ethnic minorities, for other countries, they see sexuality more as a behavior. For us here in the United States, we see it more as an identity. It's become a big part of us. And we see that in our culture. We see what we, um, that sexuality is something that we often put out in the public. In many cultures, many countries, they see it more as, you know, like I said, a behavior. They see it more as something that's private, that's to be left privately. And so because we see these things differently, we we approach these topics differently, and because of that, the plan that did pass was a traditional plan. 
And what that is, the traditional plan, what that is, is that it keeps us where we're at, pretty much. Okay? So nothing has changed in the church. Nothing has changed in the church. We, what that means is that we, do not, we cannot perform same-sex marriages in the church, and we do not ordain um, people of the LGBTQ plus community. We cannot ordain them. And so that's, that's, I mean, that's, the current, that's the current rule, and that's, the vote was to uphold that. And so I understand that many people, I know that many people are hurt from both sides. And today I just want to say to all of us that for those who were pro-same-sex marriage, for those who are on the side of the homosexual issue, um, and for those who are a part of the LGBTQ plus community, I just want to express my, my uh, heart to you, and I just want to let you know that we as the United Methodist Church, we do love you. And what this plan does, what it does not mean is it does not mean that you're not welcome in our church. It does not mean that we don't love you, but our doors are open. You're welcome in our church. I understand that those on that side, many of, many of you are, are deeply hurt, and, and I sympathize with you. I agree with you. I, I hurt with you. Uh, Jesus says in John chapter, in John chapter 11, verse 35, the scripture says, you know, Jesus wept. And so I weep with you. My heart is broken with you. I just want you to understand that. Um, I know that this vote makes many of, many of them feel excluded from the church. I know that this vote makes many of them feel as though we, um, we have forsaken them in the church. But I want to assure you, I want to assure you that as, as a pastor of the United Methodist Church, I stand with you. I'm willing to walk with you. I'm willing to listen to your, your stories. I'm willing to listen to your stories. And, I'm, and like I said, you are welcome to be a part of our church. At the same time, I also understand that there are those who are on the traditional side. I know that some in our church hold that traditional side. There's many people that hold that traditional side. Throughout this debate, we have often... You know, we, there's been a lot of things being said about those who voted on the traditional side. A lot of times we've called them Pharisees. A lot of times we've called them viruses to our church. A lot of times we've called them bigots in our church. There's some people want us to disassociate with them. But I don't think that's what God wants us to do. We as the United Methodist Church, we have always, always celebrated in the fact that we are a connected church. We've always, we've, always, we've always celebrated in the fact that even when we disagree, that we are to disagree in love. We've always celebrated in the fact that we are a connecting church. And so, so I, will, I will ask all of us that no matter what side you're on, we need to stay together and work through this, work through this together as one church. That's the only way that we're going to be able to move forward. I don't know what the future holds for us. Maybe later down the road, maybe, the, maybe it may change. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds for us. But at this time, with the votes from our brothers and sisters overseas and with us being a connecting church, this is the outcome of the general conference. And so me as the pastor here in the United Methodist Church, I, I really have no choice but to abide by the general conference. And 
call out all of us and also ask all of us to work together and to love one another through these disagreements because this is what love is all about. This is what love is all about. It's about being patient with each other. And this is a time for us to be patient with each other. This is not a time for us to boast. It's not a time for those, those on, the, on the traditional side to boast that, you know, they, they, they've been victorious. It's not a time for that. It's not the time for us on the progressive side to boast that, that we have a higher standard, moral ground than them or something of that sort. It's not a time for us to boast. It's not a time for us to talk negative about each other, but it's a time for us to really reach out to each other and really try to understand each other. And so as your pastor, that's where I stand. That's where I stand, is that I call all of us to work together, no matter what side you're on. Both, both sides are my brothers and sisters. I'm not, you know, I'm not here to say, you know, I, I, I only walk with this side and I don't want to walk with that side. No, I'm not here to say that. Both sides are my brothers and sisters, and I'm willing to walk with both of you. And both sides are welcome here in our church. I'm willing to listen to your stories. Any questions, any concerns that you may have, I'm here. I'm available to, to, to sit down and talk to you about that. And I hope that we really understand that. I also hope that we understand that our brothers and sisters overseas, they, they voted for this, not because they, they are bigots or because they're hateful, but it's because of their culture, the way that they perceive sexuality. As we hear in this video, one of the African delegates say, you know what, if we were to make any changes in the UMC, we're going to burn down the church in Africa. In other words, the church in Africa is going to die because that's their culture. That's their culture. And now that they're growing, I hope that we can continue to support them in this, this growth. After all, like I said, they are the only part of the United Methodist Church that is growing. So I'm calling us that we need to continue to support them, continue to help them grow. And so that's, that's where, I, like I said, that's where I stand. And, you know, I just wanted to speak with everybody from my heart just to let you know that um, I walk with everybody, both sides of the aisle. Both sides of the aisle are my brothers and sisters. And so um, I know there's been some people that's talked to me, but they're more on the traditional side. Some people that's talked to me, they're more on the progressive side. But for me, I just, my job is to love all of you, okay, and to meet you where you're at to minister to you where you're at, to care for you where you're at. And that's what I intend to do as your pastor. Yeah. And we don't really have time for any question in you know, Q&A session here today, but um, like I said, I'm always available. If anybody wants to talk about it, I'm here. Okay. So let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much, Father. Father, we celebrate in the fact that we are a diverse church. Unlike other groups, unlike other main denominational groups who are more secluded, to just the United States. Father, you have blessed our church tremendously, and you have grown our church throughout the entire globe. And so we are connected to our brothers and sisters overseas. And even though many times, Father, we may find disagreements, we pray that you will give us the heart to continue to work together. We pray that you will, continue, that you will give us the love to continue to just support each other through these difficult times, Father. Father, we pray for our brothers and sisters overseas. We also understand that many of them are hurt through this, Father. We pray that you will provide them comfort. We pray that you will, you will heal their pain and their wounds. We pray for those here in the United States, the majority of those in the United States who, who are pro-same-sex marriage. We pray for them. We know that they too are hurt, Father. We acknowledge that. 
We pray that you will give us the heart to be able to walk with them through this journey of faith and to be able to minister to them through this journey, Father. And so, Father, I lift up our church, not only our church here in Orville, but I lift up the entire United Methodist Church to you. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.